This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Visit WesternSouthern.com. Baseball present. Baseball past Gonna share a few stories Gonna have a few laughs On the Jim Day The Jim Day podcast Hello, hello, hello. We are gonna talk some baseball today. And I'm looking forward to it because this guy, not only the major league pitching coach, but also the pitching coordinator, vice president, or is it pitching director? I believe it's director. All right, let's get it right. Pitching director, the grand poobah of all pitching <laughs> of Cincinnati Reds, and part psychologist as well, and babysitter. Many, many titles go with your job, does it not? Yeah, it feels like I wear a few hats. What would be the most important one? Obviously, the major league pitching coach level, right? That's Trump's all. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what I came here for. And uh, the other stuff uh, are things that I think kind of tie our organization or can help tie our organization together um, from a pitching standpoint. But, you know, what we're working towards is, you know, having quality major league pitchers coming through our organization for us and, you know, the ability to win championships and and further um you know when it when it comes to uh, developing from within you've certainly done a, a well enough job that they expanded your role to have you coordinate or direct the entire system are you are you talking about in terms of of the director job yeah or? there's not very many major league gotcha. pitching coaches gotcha. that are also the pitching director for the whole system, the minor league system, the entire organization. Yeah, you know, this winter, um, after I was named the director, you know, we spent a lot of time as a group. When I say the group, we had to hire some some coaches. Um, you know, we had to hire some coordinators as well. And we spent a lot of time as a, as a group kind of going through our, our why, you know, kind of what, what we wanted to be and, um, you know, what was important to us. And, I really enjoyed that part of it. I mean, it just made me go back to when I was a coordinator, even when I was a college coach, um, you know, just about all the, the first principle things that you have to, to think of uh, with all the different facets of pitching, you know, whether it's, you know, pitch design, which is kind of the new sexy word for, um, you know, just making your pitches better. Um, but there's, there's, there's so much, so many faces of, of pitching, um, you know, whether you're talking about, the psychology of it, whether you're talking about, you know, the the, the field side of it, um, and kind of what we 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 ended up doing uh, or we ended up agreeing upon was, you know, that, that basically um, we're kind of cutting it in half, and it's it's an art and a science. Um, we we know that there's a big part of this that is science based. We have a lot of technology right. that we can use, but we also know that there's an art to it, and there are first principles. 
Um, and there's a, a, a teaching progression of those principles. Um, you know, what we're teaching in the, the Dominican may be a little bit different than what we're teaching, um, you know, in Daytona, which may be different than what we're ultimately teaching in, in AAA in Louisville. So I, I thought it was really important that we made that distinction, you know, that there was the science part of it that we needed to hold on to those parts that could help us understand a, a, the deeper level of the player. Um, but I also wanted to keep the art, artful side of it as well, because I think, you know, in today's age, we're trying to take those two entities and mash them together. Um, and I think it's really hard. So that, that's what we agreed upon. Um, we came up with some pillars, um, you know, things that we really wanted to believe in strongly from top to bottom. And then we came up with principles and the principles were, you know, I think probably the best way to put it, um, you know, different facets of pitching, you know, whether that's, um, you know, mechanical, um, you know, what we believe in in terms of the delivery and how we're going to go about approaching teaching that. Um, whether it's pitch design and the different pitches that, that our guys throw. And then it's also the information, right, that we're giving out to our players um, to learn how to pitch. So I, um, I spent a lot of time. It was a lot of fun. We still have a lot of work to do. You know, getting through that winter, um, it, it was great. Uh, it feels like we only scratched the surface with it. And we're still, you know, this, this year, especially in the offseason, we have to work really hard to continue to, to, to grow that. How hard is it to mesh the – Obviously, you're into the science part of it. You're into the analytics part of it. I love pitch design. <laughs> I love that, uh, the pitch shape. Right. Um, the, the science of it, the spin rates, uh, et cetera. Uh, but having to mesh that with kind of what you said, and the simplest way I can put it is using your eyes. Right. Using your eyes, using the numbers. How tough is it to mesh those? Because there's a misconception out there that one team is like all analytics, another team is non-analytics. Right. And when Kyle Bodie left the organization, there was a misconception out there. Oh, my, they're getting away from analytics. I'm like, no, they're not. Right. So how hard is it to mesh those two? Well, it, nothing's easy when there's um, when you have a complex system, and that's really what, what the, the human body is. It's what a pitcher is. It's what baseball is. It's a complex system. I mean, anytime you have a complex system, there's a lot of layers to unravel. And, and so there isn't anything simple about it, especially when um, you are taking informa information and clashing it together. But I, I think really at the, at the end of the day, um, what we are trying to find is taking all of this information and finding out what you know, we believe to be the truest or to make the most sense or to be the most reliable, um, you know, in terms of, of whatever analytical metric type of, of thing that you're looking at and, and being able to crunch it down, deduce it enough to, to make a simple message or give a simple message to the player. And that's, that's what's really hard. But I think at the same time, like it's worth going through all of those steps um, and trying to understand both sides of the ball, the art and the science or the balance of the two. And, and being able to get to a better, simple answer. Um, and maybe, maybe a better way of saying that is, or, or, or to get to a better question, you know, to get to the final answer. And I, and I think that's where, where we're at. Um, you know, I believe strongly in, in, um, in the science of baseball and the, the technology and the things that we have at our disposal now. I think it makes our job easier. I think it can make improvements faster. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I know that there's roads to that that can go really wrong. Like you become too reliant upon it. 
Um, we forget to compete. You know, we're now competing or looking at the number and the spin rate and the efficiency or whatever, more so than we are the quality of the pitch and did it work and did we get people out with it. And, you know, so there really is this balance that we're, we're shooting for. Um, but like I said, I think it, it helps us try to get to a, a quicker, better solution, um, a better answer. Uh, and in some cases, it leads us to, to trying to ask a better question. I know you were looking at thousands of things, video, the shape of pitches, hot zones, cold zones, this hitter likes this, this pitcher it doesn't have success. I mean, there's so many, so much information out there. But let's say that I was uh, coming to you, I'm the general manager, and I want you to evaluate a player. And you have all the numbers and you have video. What are the top three to five things that you look at? Right away, what are the first things? Well, I, I just I want to see the way he moves. Um, that That's really important. And, and it doesn't always do justice on video. Like, I, if I'm going to evaluate a player, I probably want to see him you know, in, in real life, I want to see him firsthand. Um, you know, but, but for me, it's, it's then looking at, you know, how he moves secondly, how his arm works. And then you're taking the information of the, you know, of the pitches or the pitch type and you're seeing, you know, okay, how do these things work? Um, those would probably be the top three things. It's like the, the way he moves, just overall the delivery and some of the things that, that happen inside of the delivery, the way his arm works. Um, and then you're, you're going to spit out some numbers to find out kind of like pitch type and what, you know, is it a good pitch? Is it not so good a pitch? How could we think of maybe approaching to make it better? Um, but those would be the kind of the first couple, three things I'm going to, you know, that I'm going to go to. Would your basic philosophy be one of which, at least, you love fastballs up in the zone. You love guys that can spin it and get it up in the zone. Not that you don't like sinkers, power sinker, right. maybe, that right. you like. But what, what would be your general philosophy? Well, I, I like what what our pitchers are good at. And I think that's something that, that we have to make a, a distinction on because – you know, it doesn't make any difference what I like. Um, it, it really matters of what the pitcher can do and what he's good at. So be great at what you're good be at. Be great at what you're good at. Right. So be great at what you're good at. And and so when I first got to Cincinnati, um, I felt like there were some uncovered things. Um, you know, namely the fastball up with some of these guys. And, you know, it turned out to, to be pretty true. Uh, you know, I think if you look back then, we had some guys who – um, we're flying it up there a little bit more. Louis Castillo comes to mind. I mean, you know, certainly he's more of a sinker ball pitcher than what he is a four-seam guy. But at the same time, you know, it felt like him using that at the top of the zone gave him a little bit better chance against left-handed hitters. Uh, it also protected his change up a little bit more, which is elite. And, and you, you know, it, it felt to me like that was something that, that he needed to do, along with some of the other pitchers that were here. Um, but to get back to the original question, you know, to me, it's really just about um, identifying what these guys have and what they're good at doing and then trying to figure out ways to make it even better. Um, you know, whether that's by adding a new pitch or whether that's even taking away a pitch in some cases, like, you know, breaking balls have a tendency to blend. So I have a slider and a curveball. And a lot of times I get caught in the middle. My hand doesn't really know which way to go. So I get caught in the middle on that slurve. Um, it sort of dirties up the pitch, if you will, um, and, and compromises the integrity of the one that maybe you think is better. So, you know, you take away the curveball just to try to feel that slider again. 
and uh, and get it back on track. Um, you know, things like that where, you know, they're probably the to the outside world, they look small, they might not even matter, you might not even notice. Um, but those are things that we have to talk about with each guy and then giving him a plan with with that against what he's going to do against, you know, the majority of left-handed hitters and what he's going to do against the majority of right-handed hitters. Um, and then the last layer of that is, you know, okay, well, what are we going to do against the Nationals tonight since we play them? And what are we going to do against Juan Soto, um, you know, tonight? And, you know, probably then lastly, then we go into the game and we find out that all the stuff that we planned really isn't there because the kid doesn't have the, the, the pitch that we wanted to use. Right. And so you have to kind of, you know, you got to switch gears. And, yeah. and that's baseball, and that's a beautiful part of it. Um, and, and that's why why the game is so challenging because if it were easy, it'd be like a video game. Yeah. Um, and it's not. And, yeah. you, you know, every layer that we just talked about um, is – it's almost up for consideration all the time. Like, it could change, um, and it does. Right. That's beautiful. See, I love the science behind the game, and I love that uh, when you're, fre- you're, you're designing pitches that a pitcher can look at the shape of and the movement of, of a pitch, and you can literally change it on the fly. Now you have to adjust a grip. What do you do when, you're, when you want to change someone's design? Is it grip? Is that where you're going? Yeah. Um, a lot of times it is grip. Arm slot, obviously. Arm slot's a big one, and there's, I mean, more of just arm slot considerations, meaning, you know, if you want a guy to have more of a lateral slider, but he's a, a high three-quarter guy, you know, he may be able to do it. Um, certainly it's been done before, but there also has to be that that understanding that, you know, with the arm slot based on how he throws his other pitches, you know, namely his fastball, um, you know, that, that lateral slider that you're hunting, you know, it may not show up simply because like the trajectory and the way this, his hand moves through and the slot that he's in, you know, doesn't lend itself to the ball spinning on its side and making it more lateral. Um, you know, the lower the slot, the easier it probably is to make it lateral. Uh, but, you know, I think you have to understand, and the player probably most importantly has to understand you know, that the, there are certain limitations inside of, you know, things like slot. Um, certainly grips can change things. You know, you can get a fastball to move a little bit differently just by turning the ball, um, you know, like a quarter turn one way or the other can influence the way the ball flies. Um, turning the horseshoe out versus in, um, you know, inside the your hand versus outside your hand. That changes the, the complexion uh, of, of the resistance of the ball. So, I mean... It, it, it can change things. It can influence. Um, sometimes it influences it in a bad way. Um, so, we, you know, we have to be careful. We want to make sure we, we, we want to we test these things. And then there's sort of that test and retest type of feel to it. Um, but, you know, that's essentially what you're doing is kind of slicing away. Um, and you're, you are testing and retesting, you know, all the time. Now, there's no such thing as a perfect pitcher. But if I were to give you the power all right, we're going to design a guy right here. We have the power to do this. What's your perfect picture? What are you designing? I, I think it's one that, that really understands hitters, can read a hitter, um, and then is, is able to, to throw the ball kind of where he wants and when he wants to, and really understands how his pitches work together. 
you know, and I know that you wanted me to give, like, I want him to be a four seam and a two seam with a slider in this slot and this, you know, this hard. I want him to throw five plus yeah, pitches. Yeah, I want him to throw, you know, <laughs> I want him to throw seven pitches and they all be great and elite. Yeah. And I mean, but I, I, I don't think in that context ever. I think more in, in terms of, like, you know, when guys are really good, they do simple things like everything you ever needed to know about pitching you learned in Little League. And it's like, get ahead. And they get ahead a lot. And then, and then they also know that, you know, once they're ahead, like they know how to finish hitters. Yeah. So they win the race to two strikes. And then once they're there, they know what to do. And that's the, that's the perfect pitcher for me. Um, you know, is the guy who, who has that know-how and then the skill and, and being able to take that skill and use it against, you know, the Juan Soto's and, and uh, a great right-handed hitter, whoever that is. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I'm sure there is. Uh, it seems like we oh, face – Oh, heck with those hitters. It seems like, we, talking it seems like we face le- uh, righties <laughs> or lefties all the time. So, yeah. Uh, that's, but but that's, that's to me, like, that's who I look at and I say, man, that guy's he's really skilled. Yeah. Wade Miley is really skilled. Right. You know, like he can throw he can throw the ball the way he wants to, and he reads the situation, he reads the at-bat, he reads the hitter. There's a lot of stuff going on, yeah. and um, you know certainly doesn't throw as hard as other guys. He pitches, you know, man, but he can pitch. He can pitch. He can pitch. Yeah. We are going deep inside the game with this one, and we'll get back to our conversation with Derek Johnson after this. Chris Collinsworth here. My friends at Western and Southern are committed to making Cincinnati the best place to live, work, and celebrate life. That's why we proudly sponsor Ride Cincinnati, the region's premier cycling event dedicated to defeating cancer. Every rider raised dollar goes directly to cancer research and care right here in our community. Join the ride. Change the story. To register, visit RideCincinnati.org. Jim Day here. Nothing goes better with Reds baseball than Swift Meats. Stay! Sounds like you agree. So let's gather around the grill this season to talk a little baseball and a lot of everything else. Ask for Swift Meats at your local grocer. Good food, good moments, one great meal. Come together with Swift. Now, at the same time as you talking about the science of baseball, I also love the human part of it. And there's... Maybe my one of my favorite parts of baseball is the trip to the mound. Yes. And I actually talked about this the other night, and you and I talked right. about this. You had a trip to the mound with Castillo in which he just started cracking up. He had, what, he threw eight straight pitches out of the zone, walked two straight guys. What would you say to him? How would you say it? Well, uh, I went out, and, of course, in, in that moment – um, it's probably not tactical, you know, I'm not telling him that he needs to throw his change up or, you know, I'm certainly not going to talk about his delivery at all. So I, I just ask him a question. I ask pitchers this a lot. I'm like, are you okay? And he kind of nodded his I'm like, are you sure? And, and he, you know, he kind of smiled and I said, I go, it, it looks like you can't see the plate. And he starts dying laughing, you know, and, and I don't, after that, it, it was really kind of like, Hey man, listen, you know, let's just get back into the count here. We'll figure this out. We're yeah. fine. 
And, you know, I don't know. It, it took him another pitch or two before he got it right and ended up getting the double play ball got and out the, the punch inning. out and got out of the inning. So yeah. all's good and well. Um, you know, for every time you go out there, um, you know, really what you're hoping for is an out. Um, there, there is no magic to it. I've, I've done a lot where, you know, I've gone out and, and it's really just to give the guy a break. Um, what I'm looking for is I check his eyes. If his eyes are shifty and is he's swallowing a lot, I know that, that it's a nervous moment. Ah, so for you're him. reading like reading a hitter. You're reading your pitcher. Yeah. Um, wow. you know, and, and. I'll ask for eye contact from him once in a while for, for the same exact reason. Would you say, hey, look at me? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but – But so, ever butt-chewing out there? No. Because your hand's over your mouth Not really. I mean, there'll, there'll be times when, you know, I'm, I'm stern. You know, I'm like, hey, man, let's, let's go. We got to go. Um, but, but generally speaking, you're out there to, you know, probably one of three ways, right? You're out there for the human side of it. Mm -hmm. The guy's nervous. You're just trying to give him a break. You're trying to give him some confidence to go back in and make a pitch, um, to keep the game small, um, to not let it blow out of proportion. Um, you're going out there tactically because you want to tell him how you'd like for him to pitch this guy. That, that out of all of them are probably... I, what I do least. I don't really talk about. So it's less tactical and more human. For me, it is. For me, it's more of that because yeah. I'd rather them throw um, whatever pitch just with, with good conviction. You know, yeah. like if it's the wrong pitch, we can still get an out with the wrong pitch if it's thrown well and it's executed well. Um, I, I just I feel like that's a, a more important thing than the tactical side of it anyway. Not yeah. to mention the fact that I'm not the one throwing the ball. You know, so I don't really know how the guy feels at that exact moment. You know, maybe he doesn't trust his breaking ball a whole lot. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just not feeling it. So he doesn't want to get to his split or his change. And, and maybe he's like, you know what, I just, I, I'm, just I'm gonna throw this ball by him kind of feel. Um, so I, I don't like to put too much. We do it occasionally. It works out sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. And and then the last one is obviously is I'm I'm biding time to get a guy ready right. you know to to get someone in the ball game because yeah you got that we slow walk that. down you got that you got to slow walk it you got to <laughs> slow walk it the guys that run out there to me they're they're in a hurry too You're, I'm in no hurry yeah because um, you can buy a couple more pitches but you really can you really can which so, are valuable right so I, I've always been kind of a slow walk kind of guy um, part of that is my, for my own kind of for my own psyche is I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say. Really? Um, so, so it buys me some time to, as I'm going Because these are on there. the fly, so you have to – literally, they you're are. walking out there, you're thinking about what I'm going to say. They are. I, I think if you look at, at mound visits, whether it comes from the catcher or it comes from the pitcher, you know, you're usually looking at um, groupings of two or three, right? So it's like two bad things happen, you're out there. Sometimes you'll give it the third before you feel like you, you need to. Um, and, and generally that, that groupings of two or three, if, if you look across baseball, it kind of happens with every team and every, every coach, every catcher. Um, and I do think there's a lot of value with catchers going out there instead of coaches. Um, yeah. I, I think that's really, really important. We, we practice that in spring training. Um, I tell our, our catchers during spring training, I will not make a visit. Um, I want them to get used to that rhythm particularly stevenson now still yep. learning on you yep. know still learning the game and yep and so i i do i think it's great for them it puts it on them they're catching it they're feeling it they're seeing it yeah way better than i am 
And, you know, I, I do want them to be able to, to talk the guy off the ledge and make a pitch. And, and our guys do a pretty good job of it. I mean, Steve-O yeah. has gone out several times, and we've gotten out of the inning, you know, shortly after he's gone out there. I think his He's field, chosen good situations. There's a good time to do it. I feel like he's really done a nice job of he picking spots. He went out the there spots. the other day in a 1-0. Someone yeah. was throwing it out of the zone. Went out there 1-0, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Now he's getting it. Yep. Because yep, this next sure. pitch is – Crucial. Yep. The one o two o. I I personally I don't love taking that visit. Yeah. I like the catcher to take that visit. Yeah. Um, part of that probably stems back from history of the times that I've gone out there on two o, um, or if someone came out on me on two o when I you know when I was playing. It's sort of it felt awkward, you know, and and so you hate going up mid count. I'm not visits. I'm not a big fan of it, and I know sometimes we have to. You and, hate it, but I I'm not a fan, <laughs> and, and it just it's it's just a it's an awkward situation yeah. for me. Well, I found uh, neat, and I love talking to you on the road. When you were saying that when you were a pitcher, that you never really listened to the pitching coach, and then here you are years later, you're a pitching coach. I think that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I, I had a great high school coach, and, and I listened to him, you know, because he I just felt like he was the smartest man on the planet when it came to baseball. I, I guess the fortunate part for me is I played at, at you know, at, at schools that didn't really have, like, a true pitching coach, yeah. per se. Um, so a lot of it was on my own, and I, I'm, I was okay with that. I like that. Um, because, you know, for me, like, I never was able to blame anyone if – if, uh, you know, if I didn't pitch well, um, uh, it, it certainly wasn't on my catcher because I just never thought of it that way at yeah. all. I just thought I was the one throwing the pitches. Right. Um, you know, could you blame your infielders for making errors? Sure. I guess if you wanted to, but I, I just, I always liked the idea of it just being me, you know, like it was my thing and you know, the, that the game, you know, the, the, the game was won or lost sort of by my hands. And you know, I, I felt strongly enough, convicted enough in what I was doing and my plan and the way that I knew myself to throw the ball that really anyone giving me advice on, on that, not that I didn't take it, but it just at the, in the moment, like I was, I was immersed in what I was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so it, it was, it wasn't disrespectful or I, at least I don't think it was. I, I, I sure, sure hope it wasn't. But it was just more of a of something that was inside of me that wanted to prove that I knew what I was doing and I could get it done. Yeah, well, you're but, not the only one. I yeah. mean, Lucas Sims in a post-game interview earlier this season, mm -hmm. what, he walked or he loaded the bases, no, nobody yeah. out. Yeah. You went out there, and he said after the game, DJ came out, and I don't really even remember what he said. Yeah, exactly. But whatever the case, he told himself, listen, all right, good, I'm glad this is happening, and he – punches out three to get out of the inning. It yeah, it actually good. proves the point, right? Like, you know, what I say isn't always going to be held as gospel. These guys, you know, they have other stuff on their mind. Um, but you helped him reboot. But I, I think that was the, the bottom line is yeah. at least it put him in a position where he could settle himself right. and, and have a thought, you know, and turned out it was a really good one. Um, and that thought helped him get through that inning. Um, we also have to talk about the ones that don't work. You know, the ones where you go out and the next pitch is a homer. Um, that's happened a few times. And, you know, there's nothing worse. There's not a worse feeling in the world. I bet. 
of, you know, you did what you, you could and, you know, you feel stupid because obviously it didn't work. This just <laughs> in, it's a hard game. Yeah, it's it a is. very hard, it's hard game. What, Wade Miley is a, you brought up Wade, yep. one of the great characters of the game. What's a mound visit with him like? So, yeah, Wade, Wade is, Wade's actually a tough one. He doesn't really? like, he doesn't like you to come out. Yeah. I mean, he hates it. Um, and so that's that in and of itself, like I'm really cautious or was really cautious with Wade. Like it had to be, he'll give it back to you, right? He'll. Oh yeah. It had to be like a <laughs> dire situation for me to go out and talk to him. It just had to be because I knew, you know, it, it was going to incentive me even more. So like, why, why go there? Right. Um, the few times that I did go out and the few times that he would sort of allow me to talk and, you know, and, <laughs> and give my spiel, like the big thing with him is just, you know, to try to try to curb his, his frustration yeah. and, you know, he would get in incredibly frustrated. He'd move incredibly fast. His brain worked incredibly fast. Yeah. And usually, you know, that situation perpetuated itself. You know, yeah. it, it, it was hard for him to calm down and make that pitch once he got to that point. Yeah. Um, so it was time to get someone up and pretty hot thinking that it was, it was going to be the end for, for yeah. Wade. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Are there any uh, humorous mound visits over the years that have come to mind that you could share with our listening audience? You know, or clean up if you have to. I, yeah, I was going to say there. There's been a couple, but the you know the the couple that. And you don't have to mention names. Yeah, you, just, you, you know, the, the couple that I can think of probably aren't really appropriate for this. And, um, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I just, you know, <laughs> like, like I think you can look at it from a, a standpoint of, of humor of, um, you know, if, if you can make a situation humorous, uh, if you can make a, a situation lighter, um, you know, it's it's talking about. Uh, you know, it's, it's talking about someone in the stands. It's talking about the umpire and how ugly he is. It's little weird kind of quirky things like that that sometimes, you know, will we'll go. And I'm like, you know, I, I do remember one time, and I can't remember the umpire's name, thankfully, um, because I, I, would hate to, I would hate to use his name on air. Um, but I, I just went up to the pitcher and the catcher, and I says, tell me when the umpire's coming out. And – the catcher's kind of looking and both of them are looking at me like, what? I go, just tell me when he starts walking out. And so they wait and he goes walking. I'm like, I go, take a look at this guy's beak. 
And they kind of looked at me, his nose. I go, look at his nose. And, you know, the guy had a big nose. And both pitcher and catcher just start howling, laughing, you know. And I go, it's huge, isn't it? And I go, and he got there, and he, I turned around, and I, I did like a kind of a, a quick double take, almost like I was startled from his nose. And they, they both started laughing really hard again, you know, because that's I was great. referring to yeah. to the nose. So uh, that that's probably about the best one I can do. That's the PG most PG version of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, dog. But, but that's a I decent. Tried. But that's a decent one. <laughs> I tried. I, I I wish I could have a mic on you guys at all times. I, I have an ultimate idea for baseball of how to uh, uh, lift the interest. You know, in NASCAR, how you can yeah. do the frequencies of each driver, yeah. Yeah. the in-car stuff. Yeah. I want to put a mic on every player, and you can switch between frequencies during the game and listen wow. to that player talk. No. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. I mean, I think <laughs> players wouldn't go for it. You'd have to pay them. But. Yeah, you, you you would, but it, it would be interesting. Oh, I think I go mean, inside the game. Yeah, the inside the the game stuff I think would be good. You know, the downside of it is you're probably giving up some strategy at times. Yeah. You know, with it, but uh, you know, at the same time, I think some of your 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 sound bites that you would get oh, would, be, would be pretty priceless uh, they would be great yeah, they'd be might pretty not cool. be family entertainment yeah that's right tell you what i would i would pay the price to, to hear that each day uh, i got to get your thoughts um i know you got to get to it but this the future of what you can see in, in the rotation i mean this graham ashcraft guy wow wow everyone knew oh, yeah, he's got major league stuff he was kind of out of the zone in the minors. All of a sudden, he's not walking people up here. He's got a 99-mile-per-hour fastball that cuts late and a sinker. And, I mean, wow. How impressed have you been? Incredibly. I mean, you know, it was the knock on Graham uh, probably throughout the minor leagues. It's like the stuff is so real and so good. Um, but he just has a tendency to be behind in the count, yeah. you know, because he's behind in the count. Um, you know, he has to come towards the middle and it's easier for those guys to hit. Uh, it definitely was something that we talked about when he first got here of just helping him understand how filthy his stuff is in the zone. Like, hey man, it doesn't have to be perfect for you. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are certainly things that he's going to need to keep working on, but that was the first thing that we, that we gave him. It wasn't any sort of strategy about how to use his pitches together nearly as it, as much as it was hey we want your stuff to play in the zone it's going to play in the zone it's going to beat people in the zone we just have to get to two strikes as fast as we possibly can and he's been great oh it pitches to contact and it's soft contact right really one soft. point last night he was the average exit velo was 77 miles per hour right deep For, into the game before right. the seventh and and like a you know a young guy like he's going to learn how to punch dudes out yeah. Um, when he when he needs to, and I think that'll keep getting better. For now, it's keeping things really simple for him. I don't know if you saw this, but he threw three or four changeups last night that were pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, you call a ninety mile an hour sinker a changeup, but it is. It's a changeup off of his fastball, and it right. was pretty good. Um, his slider was about two or three miles an hour harder, I think, than it was the the previous outing. So he's got gained a notch on on that. Um, it, it's really special. And like I said, you know, in the zone, he's one of the few pitchers I've seen in a while 
that can just beat hitters with stuff inside the zone. Yeah, and he's got moxie. He just one of those guys you look at like, oh, he belongs. He's, he's, a, he's a country boy, he, and he don't care. His mom called him. He's, he's just a good old boy. Yeah, is what she said. He's, he's, he's a country boy, after, and he don't care. After the game last night, he said, and, you know, he's going to take his medicine. He's going to get beat up, folks. Yep. It's going to happen. Um, but he, they asked him about facing Juan Soto, and he's like, I know all about Juan Soto, but he hasn't seen my stuff. Right. And I was going right after him. He was. And tonight, I won. I beat him. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, gave me chills. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's coming from a rookie pitcher. But yep. you'd love that. You gotta, you gotta be nasty out there. You do. You have to have that mentality. You have to have that faith in yeah. yourself. I mean, that's that is fearlessly attacking hitters. It's FAH. That's F-A-H, you're saying, and it's, and it's fearless in the zone. You yeah. know, I mean, if if you can be fearless in the zone, then some really good things tend to happen. Yeah, Hunter um, Green, uh, work in progress. Um, he has to be. A pleasure to work with, though. He's re- really smart. How much does he pick your brain, and where are you at right now with his development? I mean, you know, he's taken his medicine. At other sure. times, he's been brilliant, and yep. it's almost inning to inning yep. for him. But yep. uh, what are your thoughts? He's he's such a great kid. Yeah, I mean, he really is. Um, you know, he is a pleasure to be around. He we, we we have to remember that he's 23 years old or 22 or whatever. Yeah. I think he's 23. Um, we have to remember that he's just not very old. We also have to remember that he hasn't played very much professional baseball. Never um, pitched a full season. <laughs> you know, and, and here he is in the big leagues, and, and the stuff is, is real. He's learning how to use his stuff. Um, he's, he's incredibly driven and motivated to be good, and that's a, a blessing and a curse, if you ask me. I mean, uh, certainly it's a blessing because you want someone who is – he keeps pushing himself for more and more and more. The curse part of it is, is there's there's so much bandwidth that you know that you have to where it still stays simple and clear, and you know that's really been my message with with Hunter a lot is you know is clarity, um, you, you know of not trying to go down too many roads and try to fix too many things and do too many you know too many um, things to 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 improve himself. To where it's sort of like he crashes and burns. Like you haven't messed with grips or anything like that. Too much. Um, Like his slot, we we felt like could have been a little bit higher than what it was normally. So we did some double play feeds, you know, knowing that he's a former shortstop, um, and that seemed to clean up his slot pretty well, like almost naturally. And um, I I thought that helped his breaking ball. I thought his breaking ball improved because of Mm -hmm. that. You know, we, we haven't really messed with his breaking ball too much, but you see that, like, it keeps growing and getting better. Um, you know, the next step, he needs to, to learn his change up. I think it can Third be a pitch that will help how, him. How it, it, it'll help him. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, especially with, with left-handed hitters, I think yeah. it could be valuable for him. Um, he threw it early in the season. The Braves, he actually threw it quite a bit to their yeah. lefties. Um, I think once he got his slider on track, he opted for the slider, and, and I get that, but – um, you know, I think that's a work in progress. Um, but just looking at, at, you know, sort of totality for him or whole for him, it, it's just really helping him learn how to work and what what's what feels good for him. Right. Um, and so that's that's really been where we've gone uh, probably the most, you know, in, in all the, the facets of the game. I got one more question because I know you got to get to it. But <clears throat> when you look at the Hunter Greens, now the Graham Ashcrafts, the Nick Lodolos, the Williamsons, the Joe Boyles, the Andrew Abbotts, the 
Chase Petty, and I'm forgetting some that are in your system. Um, as a guy that is the director of pitching and those guys you hope make it to the major leagues where you are, obviously, how exciting is it? Because, you know, I can look, and I went to minor league camp, and I got to see these guys every day. Right. And I'm like, wow, there's some really good arms. Right. How, how exciting could this be with these guys coming up? Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you can never tell the future. You don't know, um, you know, a guy could get hurt or a guy will get hurt. Generally speaking, um, you know, it's prevalent in, in, in baseball for guys to get hurt. But, you know, you, you do think that sort of their ages and the grouping of them you know, they could all kind of arrive here at one time, and that could really be pretty awesome. I mean, you, you know, it's 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 a hopeful look. You're looking at um, guys in, in minor league camp, and you're saying, and, you know, like, this guy's got a chance to be really, really, really good. Yeah. And, you know, certainly you're trying to plan for how to make him better, how to keep him, you know, at least where he is, if not make him a, a little bit better. Um, but, but yeah, like I, it, it's, I, I think it's really exciting. What could it, what could it look like in two years from now or three years from now, um, where you have enough established guys. So you're hoping that, that Graham and you're hoping that Nick Lodolo, you're hoping that, that Hunter are now kind of like established guys, yeah. you know, they've been in the league for but these three other years. guys now coming and up now and they're coming up and they're young too. And you <laughs> still have a, you have a really young staff, but you have some seasoning on the the top end of it. And, you know, I think it's hopeful for your bullpen. Um, they're probably not all going to start. So you're going to end up having a couple of bullpen pieces that kind of emerge. And that Diaz kid down there. Woo, How about doggy. It? How about it? Goodness gracious, is he nasty? Yeah. Well, he's a carbon <laughs> copy of his brother. Yeah. His brother's been doing it for a while, and he's yeah. been doing it really well for a while. So um, he's a great kid, too. Like, he's just a, a kid. He wants the ball. He'll take it every day. Um, you know, he seems like he's pretty rubber armed and, you know, so far so good. Nasty like he just, slider. just beats guys, yeah. just beats guys. Travis Darno, did you hear what he said to Stevenson when he, when you faced him earlier in the year, he, uh, he threw that slider to him. He swung and missed and he looked down to the ground to Stevenson. Yep. That's his little brother. <laughs> right. Yep. That's him. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, but it's the nucleus that you. Have. I mean, seriously, it's you know I'm not just um, towing the company line here. I'm, I've it's it's exciting. Yeah, I, I, I sure think it is. I mean, you know, again, if we can sort of get them all together here at the right time, yeah, you know, it could be a really really special group. I'm looking forward to. It. Thank you so much for this visit. Oh, thank you. Uh, man. I've said That's this good. to every Appreciate guest it. in the world, but I could talk to you uh, all day long about pitching, and I'd love for you to come back. There's many, many questions that we'd love to ask you anytime. If you got anytime, anytime, oh, oh, you Let heard it, know. folks. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> that is Derek Johnson, better known as DJ to most people that are around him. He is the the grand poobah. Of pitching for the Reds. The vice president. No, the director like a, of the pitching coach. That's, pitching that's coach. Fine. All right. Yeah. Pitching coach, Derek Johnson. Thanks for the visit. We will see you on down the road, everyone, here on the Jim Day Podcast. Baseball present. Baseball past. Gonna share a few stories. Gonna have a few laughs.